Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to well, I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble Out the door Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Dale Bridge is here to do all the technical work and ask the occasional question. I'm here as the bad cop to ask the <laughs> hard questions. And I've got some bad news for you, Dale. Empress Dowager, What's she that? must be respected and kowtowed to. <laughs> you know what? What's that? I understand that on Thursday, the 14th of June, is Radio Fun Day for us. Yes, that's right. It's coming up. I actually haven't seen how much we have to raise, but considering efforts in past years, I hope we pull out the finger. Yes, well, that's that's up to all of us to contribute. We've got to fight for the mic. Fight for the mic. Who thought of that? Puerile (laughs) slogan. Can you tell me what it is so I can actually, you know... Tell them what hey, I think. Hey, look, it's worth it. It's worth it. Every cent counts. So well, yeah. Well, at every rally, you fight for the mic. That's right. Everybody wants to go to the mic and talk about everything else. But <laughs> what's the rallies about? Yeah. Now we do have a guest, Mr. Lucius Italy. Hello. Hello. You know what you're in for, son. Yes. You're good. Good. It's, it's always good to know you're going to be tortured before you're tortured. <laughs> now, we only ask two questions. Now. For me to say this to you, obviously, you've got experience with canoes, haven't you? Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. A lot of experience. We'll talk about that later on. But pretend we're in a canoe together. I've got the paddle. We're going up a river. We see an interesting tributary. We go up that tributary, and that's your life, okay? But two questions. The first question is to orientate our 500,006 listeners. <laughs> Don't laugh, Dale. We are streaming live on 3cr.org.au and the program is podcast on 3cr.org.au. You never know. Lucius Itley may be well known in parts of the world that we know nothing about. Indeed. Isn't, isn't that right, Lucius? Ah, oh, so yeah, you never yeah, know. With never the fallibility of social media and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never know. So what year were you born, Lucius? Um, I was born in 1990. Could you repeat that again? 1990. 1990. You're very young. Yes, just turned 28 on Sunday last week. 28. Happy birthday. Are we ready, Dale? We ready? (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Lucius. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. We can tell you're a musician. You're actually swinging to the to the song. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You're gonna have to make a move with every bit. It's count. Uh, 1990. Yeah. So, what's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Wow. 
<laughs> so, well, I've got so many things that I could remember from growing up in yeah. West Papua. First thing, first, what did you say? Growing up in where? West Papua. West Papua. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. So what's the first thing you remember? Or you think you remember? One thing that I always remember is that I grew up next to the river mm-hmm. and next to the mountain. So just right at the bottom of the mountains, there's a river running through. So that's the, the best place that I could remember. Mm-hmm. And if it's too hot, I just jump into the river. So yeah, yeah. Um, And a cool, very cool air. Pretty warm sometimes during the day, but right. I think, yeah, I loved it. Just um, remember how the community was really small and as well as with the I think mm. not just people, but the place yeah. is uh, give me some sort of significant good memory of me. I'm like attached to it. Right. Something like so that. you said you, you lived in what part of West Papua do you come from? Um, I come from Wamina, which so, is yeah. Just explain that to us ignorant folk. Which part of the, is that? Is it uh, in, the middle, in the middle? In the central, in the central of West Papua. Oh, so you're, not, you're not you're not you're not a mariner. You're a mountain no. man. Yes. Right. Okay. I'm from the highland. Highlands. They're from it. the highlands. Yes. Right. And you said your community was small. Uh, yes. Uh, in terms of growing up, at that times mm-hmm. we only have couple of houses. Couple of houses. Yeah, not like many but few yeah. so you could yeah. actually um, remember everybody's name and easily because everyone just living in that area right so right. Well, was that a traditional area for your family or did they migrated there from other parts of West Papua um, we are the traditional owner of the, that land specifically right. in Wamina mm-hmm. um, my grandpa used to be um, he passed away now but mm-hmm. he was a chief from uh, the town that we grew up in so he's basically um yeah, inherit all the you know, the land um half of town basically. Yeah, and the responsibilities that go with that obviously. Oh yes, along yeah. the way. Oh. And uh are your parents still alive? Yes, my mum and my dad, yes, still mm. in West Papua. In West Papua, yes. right. what type of parents were they when you were growing up? Strict? <laughs> Whoa. Um. I mean they didn't want you to drown in the river, did they? Oh, they could. Anything could. Anything yeah. that you, they don't agree with what you're doing, you probably get whack or yeah. get smack. Right, right, right. Um, I think the worst thing is that not getting pocket money for uh-huh. school. That's probably the worst thing I could remember. Not getting pocket money for school. That's the yeah. worst you could remember. Yeah, that's the worst because yeah. you go to school and everybody's getting a lunch and not you. You just that's spend it. It's like, what happened to you? It's like, oh, I just, you know, my parents not giving me. Pocket money because uh-huh. I have to ex- explain what happened with uh, mates. So. Uh, uh, yeah, you disobeyed them, obviously. Um, no wonder you're so small. Obviously, you didn't eat much because you're always in trouble. Is that right? Oh, exactly. Lucius? Everyone know if if you do something, it's it will point out. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. It's a small village, isn't it? Yeah. So you're just there. You do something, and you know the words will get around, and eventually mm. end up to your parents, and you just like can't tell lies. Right. Just like mom, yeah. Dad, yeah. Do you have any brothers and sisters? I do. How many? Um, I have three brothers. Three Three brothers? Yeah. Are they still in West Papua? They do, yeah. They're all there? They're all there. So you're the only one who's made the journey? Yes. All right. Well, we'll talk about that later on, but let's go back a a few years. So you said 
you went to school. So you didn't go to school in your local community. You went to town. Is that correct? Yes, that's How correct. How far away was the town? Um, place from my village, it's about six or seven k's away. Right. Did so you walk? Did you go in the river or what did you do? Um, in a nice day, you could go on a canoe down the river uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then get a taxi to the city. Uh-huh. But most of the time during uh, cold weather, rainy seasons, you just uh, walk. Um, along the river, uh-huh. just on the side of the river, until um, where the terminals are, where the, you know where you get a taxi. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean by a taxi? A taxi uh, is it's that a car or is it a, or is it a bus or what is it? It's it's a small mini taxi that right. people get into it. So you have like a taxi, but yeah. not like taxi taxi like you have in Australia here. So it's like like little tut tut. Yes. Yeah. Right. But it's bigger, so you have a seat. You could actually fit, instead of now, you could see the car in here, you fit uh-huh. three people sitting at the front. Uh-huh. But in Papua, you could eventually fit four people into it. So oh, you How old were you when you were walking up and down to school, do you reckon? Um, I started from pretty young age. What's from, um, I think, grade one all the way to grade six. You walked? Yes. Did you walk by yourself or did you walk for other kids from the village? Or Yes, I was working with, like, um, we have like, you know, kids from different family. Yes. So every morning, um, I was the person at my house right in the middle. Yeah. So everyone from the one side of the village, they will walk and gathering everybody. So pick one. They just whistle. Yep. If you're ready, they whistle. Hey, come, time yep. to go to school. And so all you, go, you little, all you little, all you little rats, oh, rat yes. bags, you'd be walking up the river. Oh, yes. Uh, singing. Singing. Um, and after on. another school, carrying on. And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, pretty yeah. Yeah, lovely. I just yeah. Yeah, loved it. Any, any dangers, snakes, crocodiles? Bats, any dangers, or it's just simple walk? It's pretty simple. It's just no, no crocodiles. No crocodiles. It's a bit uh, high, isn't things. it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have snakes. Mm. Um, also, a couple of like dangerous lizard. Which dangerous is, lizard. Yeah. All right. Okay. So they would. So I assume your little, you little kitties would be racing after the dangerous lizards trying to catch them. Oh yes. Yeah. And another thing, I think the dangerous one is that like you know local dog. The local dog. Oh, yeah. Feral dogs. Were they no, just no, wild no, no, dogs? no. Like no, people. It's owned by people. Uh-huh. So each house, they would have this um, each dog at home to actually secure the house being part yeah, of yeah, security. Yeah. So every time we walk past the house to go to school, the dog would, would come out and chase you uh-huh. and try to bite you. So uh-huh. we would just get out. And it's good exercise. Yeah. Oh, did, you ever get, did you ever get bitten? Oh, yeah. I got bitten once on my legs. And what'd you do? You cry? Um, well, of course, I would cry. Yes. <laughs> we all would. I would cry too. I was bitten was, by a dog yeah. yesterday. It's, it's not just the crying, but um, I think something that, you know, I have that fear. Like, you know, I got bitten and that instant touch, attachment into your feeling. You're just like, wow, you got the pain, but then you're not crying, but your tears are coming out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. scared at the same time. It's like, what just happened? Yeah. All um, right. So... What language did you speak at home? Dani. Dani. And is that language spoken by many people in the Highlands? Yes. What is the principal language in the Highlands, is it? Dani? Yes, Dani. And there's actually two. You have Lani and Dani. Lani and Dani. Yeah. Right. And what's the difference? Um, the difference, it just, um, one is from the West mm-hmm. and one from the Central Highland. Yeah. So we have couple of words that's similar, but mostly mm. it's pretty 
what do you call it? Just the terms. Terms are different. Yeah, it's very yeah. different. They would you you use for example, um, we say same an. Mm-hmm. That's mean me, mm-hmm. like myself. Or yeah. it in Lani you would say antu. Mm-hmm. Same things, but there is a couple of terms that you use differently. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like living north and south of the Yarra in Melbourne. You know, the people yeah. people north of the Yarra they don't really know how to speak English. I've noticed. But that's a different story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I I think Dale's impressed by that. (laughs) All right. So you went to school, primary school. Yes. And what language did you speak at primary school? Well, um, when we started, we started learning Indonesian. I remember in grade one. And we we were, like, speaking Indonesian at home, but not, like, formally. Right. So... When we started, we started learning about like alphabet, mm-hmm. A, B, C, and so on. Yep. They were teaching us, but the language of where we're growing up with Danny is mm-hmm. you never forget because he was constantly going to use it. But yes. then the problem is that to communicate in a classroom to use your own language, you're not allowed to. Right. You might, so you have to speak Indonesian right. specifically. So from the very beginning, from grade one, you had to speak Indonesian at yes. in school. Right. Okay. Would have made schooling very difficult in the first few years because you're basically there learning the language and being um, in calc, you know, having the, that culture yeah. put onto you. So did, le- did learning Indonesian mean, you know, look, um, taking an oath to the Indonesian flag and all those yes. type of things? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Every Monday morning uh-huh. you would get up there and sing national anthem uh-huh. and uh-huh. salute to the flag. And uh-huh. it's just Monday morning things. So I think I not really look forward to Monday morning just because of that. Uh, did other, did, you, did, you under, did you understand at that stage what was going on in West Papua when mm. you were a primary school student or, or it was just? Mm, primary school, I didn't... No much until I was like grade three. I've started understanding it. It just what happened in grade three that made you start understanding? Well, I, what I look at is that how we as like you know we are separated. We speak Indonesian, Indonesian, but mm-hmm. the way the tone of like you know the teachers spoke to us and mm-hmm. explained to us is a bit different. So you would say, well. Hang on, we're learning this language. Is that really our language? Mm-hmm. We have our own language. Why well, we have to learn this language? I'm start having that doubt in myself. Right, right. So, oh. so were the teachers um, Dani speakers or were they Indonesians? All the teaching positions. Mostly Indonesian. Right. There's rarely I don't see any Dani, uh, any and local did, teacher. And did you have any um, Indonesian students in the class with you? We do have, yeah. All right. And I think most of them were born there. Mm-hmm. I remember, okay. I remember, yeah. All right. So, obviously, you finished primary school? Yes, I did. Right. And did you ex- is there anything you liked doing in primary school, apart from walking home? Um, the one thing I remember, I think, after school, playing marbles was probably the best. Oh, I used to love marbles, too. I used to yeah. play that a lot. Yeah. Getting home late and getting yeah. trouble. Yeah. Um, and we would have um, so much activity that nowadays they don't have everything's involving outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. So we would just go maybe go hunting, you know, use the slingshot. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You go to school. What time would school finish? School finish around two. About two. Yeah. And then you'd go hunting. Yeah, we just use the, um, you know, slingshot. You grab Slingshots, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you pick it up after school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get changed, just... With a school uniform, mm-hmm. you just go for a run, and there you go. 
And yeah, up and down the creek. Yeah. The river. Not until um, you come home late for dinner and you, you're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. What, um, after dark? Yes, because mum would say, hey, you haven't got ch- uh, like changed your clothes, still wearing your school uniform, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of washing, so you could have mm-hmm. just get changed and go mm-hmm. play, but... Sounds the same everywhere, doesn't same, it? Same, same. Yeah, bloody little kids, you know, think they've got a mind of their own. Oh, so, when you used to go canoeing in the river, and did you, as a, as a, as a young, young boy, when you were going to primary school, was it, did you go canoeing for pleasure or for fishing or, or to get from A to B? Um, yeah, so I think all of them is involved. All around involved, that, yeah, right. Are involved, but mostly, I think for us, like for our parents, they use a mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. Like instead of carrying heavy load of like firewood, yep. you know, around the um, land, they would just put into the boat and then use the river right. as a right. So that's a trans- part of transportation. So did you did you use a motor or did you use a or no, just no, paddle? Just paddle. Yeah. Just paddle up and down. So you learned to do that at an early age? Yes. Right. They would teach you, I think, that mm-hmm. all the kids will come. My older brother, in fact, took me out for, like, you know, paddling. Yeah, it's a little bit like taking your older brother out to learn to get a licence, so they took me out <laughs> paddling. Yes. Yeah. So I think we, yeah, that's my, one of the, I think, mutual transport that we have right. um, around the river. Because mm. we don't have cars, we don't have uh, right. in a village, so... Well, there's no need for cars, is there? There's a mountain on one side and a river on the other side. Yeah. Very hard getting the road. Did you did you make the canoes yourselves? Yes. So people would. Ha, you, have you ever made a canoe? Oh no. Have you seen people make canoes? Yes. People What's the process? Um, what do they have to do? Basically, it's different to how um, indigenous peoples make their own boat here mm-hmm. with the bark here. Mm-hmm. But in Papua, what we do is that we cut. Uh, Massive, uh, like really big tree. Mm-hmm. We cut it down and we'll shave it from outside, and we, you know, get the inside bit out, right? And make it uh, look like a boat. Basically, we deck it, we cut it, but we have to dry it. The process of drying it longer than um, making it. So mm-hmm. you could make it, but then you can't put it into the water straight away. Right. So you have to wait for a couple of uh, three to four weeks, maybe a month. A month. Yeah. So how, how, long, how long would it take, and how many men or women would it take to make a canoe, and how long would it take? Just roughly, roughly. I'm, mm-hmm. ju- I'm just interested, because it is your main, main mode of transport, and obviously you're making your own transport, which is something which we don't do here, obviously. Maybe, maybe two months, maybe. Two months. Two months, maybe oh, less. Okay. Depends on how many helpers you get. Oh, right. Yeah, so if you're popular, you get helpers. Well, not really. Not, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not the case. I think oh, right. more more of the more about the cases people looking at, um, like you know, you making this is that going to be useful for me and my family? All oh, right. And they look at well, I'll help you. We're doing yeah. for common good, so that's mean I'm able to use as well. Right. So there was so, well, so there was a lot of cooperation in the village. Was oh there? yes. Mm. What are, what other Things that people cooperate on in the village. Gardening, I think right. that's one of the big ones. So you have to. You, you don't mean you're growing sunflowers and uh, no, roses. No, 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 no. no, what no. do you mean by gardening? Uh, we plant like sweet potatoes. Yep. Um, corns, um, like it's 
time for veggies, right. uh, beans. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many, many things that you could actually plant because it's pre- like pretty tropical place. Mm-hmm. So you just throw anything, it will grow. Mm. But so, so how much how much of your food would have come from your local garden? Most of it or? It was. It used to be like that. Not anymore now. No, but then. When um, you were a boy. Yeah. Oh, it's about 80%. About 80%. And we, what, the rest came from fishing, did it? Oh, uh, no, the rest is, you just need, you know, salt, paper, oil. Mm. That's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, the rest is just come from the garden. So, so you lived a, a very sustainable lifestyle. You oh, made, yes. You made your own transport. You grew your own food. You, you walked to school. Made yeah. your own fun. No, uh, was it Xboxes, whatever they call it? Oh, no. It wasn't no, any of Nothing like that. Not no. even tally. It was not even tally. Not right. even tally. Okay. Yeah. All right. So did you, you finished primary school. What did you do next? Um, I went to uh, middle years. Middle years. What's so that? We just started high school, so year seven. So what, 12, 13, what are we talking about? Um, I was 12. 12. And where, where did you go? To the same town or did you have to uh, go somewhere? Same town. Same, same town. town. Right. Um, mostly I ended up going to Catholic school, as I remember. Right. It's pretty strict. The rules was... You Strict. Have, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty. It's, I don't right. know, it's, you couldn't really, I don't know, it just, almost like you're in a detention center, you have to follow what you're it is like. You're in a detention center in a Catholic school. It's like, it's, that's how I felt, like, that's you have right. to get up in the morning, you do your prayer in the morning. So what, what did, you you board, did you board, as a, did you board in this town, did you, or did you? I know. You, you walked? Yeah, I walked. So you'd, you'd walk there, you'd start off with prayers. Yeah, in the morning mm-hmm. we started, and then it's always, and it's more more stricter, where you're not allowed to go out and play from school gate. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to stay in a school location from when school starts until school finishes. Mm-hmm. And if you leave, I think you would get punishment for it. Right. And you yeah. still kind of saluted the flag every Monday? Oh, yes. Every Monday or another oh, day? It's Monday. Monday. Yeah. And... Um, did your family have any Christian belief? Is that why they sent you to a Catholic school, or was it just? Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I was born and raised in a Catholic family. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my mom and my dad, and my name is Lucius. In fact, given by the missionaries mm-hmm. uh, from Netherlands. He's still alive now. Um, um, when I went to visit, I didn't really Papua last two years ago. Didn't really had a chance to, you know. Meet him, mm-hmm. but uh, he's still alive. He's probably about eighteen now years old. Right. So you call Lucius? Is there a Saint Lucius? Is there? Oh, I'm not it sure, but must be. yeah, it's yeah. been mentioned. I thought, was, I thought it was Lucifer, but that's <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer. Maybe, maybe it's going to. I get called a lot um, at school here, yeah. um, in high school here. When I came here, uh-huh. call me um, Malfoy. Malfoy. <laughs> it's come from Harry Potter apparently and I yeah. didn't know what it was until <laughs> I was like, Why Malfoy? And I'm like, Oh, don't you watch Harry Potter? And I was like, What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so 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 how long how long did you stay in high school, in middle school? Did you finish middle school? Yes, I finished year nine mm-hmm. and I think that's when after Leaf to came here. So excuse me, excuse me. You finished year nine. You would have been what, fifteen? Yes, that's when I. Fifteen. Yeah. Right. You're a young man, West Papua, living a traditional lifestyle, going to school, strict Catholic school, middle years, finished year nine, and then what happened? And 
Um, my parents were heavily involved in activisms. Right. In what do you mean, activisms? Um, activisms in West Papua, which is uh, talking about uh, West Papua to get self determination mm-hmm. from Indonesia, mm-hmm. as it's been taken. Um, West Papua was taken by Indonesia by first yeah. when was that? in 1963. Right. Uh, through later on, they declared it. Um, I think before that, in 1962, they have that New York Agreement, uh, mm-hmm. which is without having West Papuan people involvement. Mm. Um, so, so you're basically you're, you're both your parents were political activists yes. for independence. Yes, that's a very dangerous thing to be um, in West Papua, you know. So, because I always like go and follow my mums and my dad when mm. every time they have a meeting, mm-hmm. so I would just go because I like to go hang out, listen to this, and right because. I tell you that in grade three, I have that doubt, you know, That's why right, we have yeah. to learn this. And mm. I have that in mind and listening to this talk and start getting to understand, like, why we are like this, you know, mm. why was Papua is uh, not, we're not learning Danny or not learning Lani at school and mm. everything have to be in Indonesia, mm. Indonesians. So my parents um, would go to these things and I would... Um, Last day, almost the last day of my high school in year nine, mm-hmm. I actually got, um, there's some intelligent who came at school. Who came to school? Intelligent. From, oh, the intelligence. Yeah, they've been yeah, watching, uh, following my mom, my parents. So oh, right, yeah. They yeah. would see me. The usual, the usual like, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. came to school and... The, the secret police, yeah. Oh, of course. They... They came to school and they said, hello, Lucius. Hi, we would like to see you and we would like to talk about something mm-hmm. regarding school. Um, mm-hmm. That's what they told my, my teacher. Yeah, yeah. My teacher would believe them, so I end up going, yep. uh, having a meeting. And we went to this uh, special meeting room and sitting down, and they told me, um, you know that your parents is doing activism about free West Papua, you know how dangerous it is. And I was mm. like, yes, I'm aware of that. And I was like, oh, what does that have to do with me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if, you, if your parents doing it, then we know we guarantee that you will be following your parents. Mm. And they knew about it, so you have to go and warn your parents, tell them, look, if they continue doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. probably we're going to have to, you know, give you a warning. Next time we won't be like this, we'll kidnap you or worse things will happen. Right. Um, and here you were 15. Yes, I was Little 15. room, little room, was it? Yes. And you had these two gentlemen? Yes, two gentlemen, I don't know who they are, really. <laughs> didn't introduce themselves, didn't give you a card or anything? Didn't no, read no, you nothing. your rights? No, 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 they just told you you don't... You mm. keep this up, you'll yeah. get a bullet in the head eventually. Yeah, yeah. That's what they were suggesting. That's that's straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. So I was so confused and nervous, scared. So I went, to, went home and told my mum about it. Mm. And mum says, oh, it's okay. You know, in this military, as usual, they'll come in and try to get money out from the family and things. Right. So my mum thought that I was like joking, you know. I was yeah. kidding. And I just tried to make seek attention or something like that. That's mm. what my mom thought. So mm. second times, actually, I got kidnapped. How old were you? Still, uh, 15. 15, yeah. This is like three months apart. Three months apart. So what, yeah. you went to school and some... After three months, first time they came. Yeah. It's about three months later, they come back again because my parents continue doing... What they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, so they, and, and you were kidnapped. What I was kidnapped. What, do you, what actually happened? I don't remember the whole thing, but... The one thing I remember, it was dark, so mm-hmm. a hearing voice and most similar, but 
almost almost like interrogation, mm-hmm. really. So what, what were you kidnapped from school, from home, yes, or not? after home school, school, after yeah, school, after school, I was going home and right. Um, yeah, I got kidnapped and yeah, for about one and a half day missing. Mm-hmm. So then, after that, my parents start taking seriously and say, look, wow. Now it's time for you to go. And I was like, Mom, where should I go? Mm. And West Papua, they have this um, plan of running to Australia um, mm. of university students that have planned. And my, pa- my parents have the network of activists mm. uh, around Papua. So my mom say, well, this is the only way um, you have to go. Right. Look, it's 4.31. This is Radical Australian <laughs> Community Radio 3CR. Uh, the Empress Dowager Dale Bridge is doing all the technical work and making sure that you can hear Lucius Italy and me asking the occasional stupid question. <laughs> so, um, yes, here I was thinking the, the young man was born in 1990. He doesn't have much of a story to tell me. And he tells me at 15 he's been uh, browbeat by the Secret Service and now he's been kidnapped and now he needs to get out of the country. So, did you, obviously you got out of West Papua. How did you do that? You don't have to tell us all First, the details. Firstly, uh, I'm here. So. Yeah, yeah, we know you. Yeah, 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 yeah. This um, is this is this is a live interview. We exactly. only do live interviews. <laughs> he is not in West Papua, all right? Yeah. So, um, um, we end up jumping on a boat. Um, you ended up jumping on a boat. So what? Yeah. A boat just appeared in the river. No, we didn't. <laughs> it didn't really happen. So we have to travel from Wamena to capital to Jaipur. Right. Yep. Um, to meet up with these other members, uh, people that was actually planning to escape. Right, and you were 15? Yes. And this was, what, 2005 or 2006? Five. Five. 2005, right. Yeah. That's, I think it, it was in... Did, did, you, did you travel to the capital by yourself, or were you accompanied? Um, I was uh, accompanied by um, these two other members. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, Jeffrey, if you mm-hmm. know Jeffrey, and yep. his little brother, yep. two of us, and I think his dad was... Right. Um, dropping us to Jaipura, as I remember. Right. And I have no clue where, like, where we are going. I have no yeah. clue. So mm-hmm. we just stand there, and they took us to this um, place. One of the activist leader mm-hmm. to his house, and they explain what is going to happen. So from there, we end up go to um, um, this place in. I can't tell. No, don't tell us the place. Tell us the no. place name. So we end up going. There, yep. and we have to go dock at the um, right where the ship will yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah, and you arrive at the dock where the ship is. Yeah. So then, the hang on, hang on. You get to the dock. Is it light or is it dark or it's light? It's dark. We have to get out. It's dark. Yeah. You got to get out quickly. <laughs> get out Do you know what you're scrambling into? Not hundred percent. Not hundred percent. We're just following yeah. what this guy's because our yeah. parents told us to trust this guy's. Right. So. Okay. All right. Um, when did you realise what you were in? Oh, not until we almost across, um, I think, in the middle of our journey. So we have to go acro- around Papua, obviously. Yes. So I think in the middle, we've been chased by the police and military. And, right. And we just know what we're into, it, so we can't go back. Mm-hmm. And in my situation, but what were you in? I have to accept it because I can't yeah, go back. But what were you in? What were you travelling in? Um... We jump on like on a boat. What type of boat? A uh, traditional canoe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's get this right. You're 15. You find yourself in a traditional canoe. Yes. In the middle of the ocean. 
Yes. You've, a, you've kind of, uh, this police have kind of stopped chasing you. I think you'll drown in the sea most likely. Yeah. All right. Cause you, all right. So, and you, you wake up, what, you wake up in the morning and you find yourself in this bloody canoe? No, it didn't. We, <laughs> it just, um, we have to follow, like, someone have to make, you know, as I was, I was telling you, is yeah. Yeah, I understand. the I boat understand. that we're making in a highland right. is different to, the, the one you're in there. The, yeah, in yeah, the sea. Yeah, all right. So yeah, obviously I, you'd have to spend yeah. like a few months at least to make the boat. Yeah, I understand. But when you woke up, when you could see in the morning, yeah, what did you think? Here you are. You've never been in the ocean before, have you? You've never seen I'm the scared. ocean? I'm scared. I think it's yeah. unsure because... Is the canoe packed with people? Yes. I think on the way here, packed with the many people. I don't know what the numbers were. And you didn't know who they were? Who do not... Not everybody. I only mm-hmm. know the people that I hang out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you find yourself in the middle of the ocean. Yes. In a traditional canoe. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you have an outboard motor? Um, this time it's because it's bigger boat, so we have a motor on it. Mm, but I understand you had some trouble with the motor. Is that correct? Yes, we did. Right. Um, <laughs> um, well, didn't you think it was a bit strange? Here you are, 15, a traditional canoe in the middle of the ocean. Did they give you a paddle at least? Did you get a paddle? <laughs> no. No, you're too young. The engine broke. So we have this older guy, so they would, um, <laughs> we have an engineer as well, so he would pull the two part boat and put into one. Right. He make it. And All right. It was good, just on top of the yeah. oceans. Did you have any, did you bring any food or water with you? No, we just, <laughs> <laughs> we prepared only, um, as you read the book, yeah. um, Escape from West Papua, if you have read yes, the book. Yes, but they yes. haven't. So we're talking to them. You're not talking okay, to me. You're sure. talking to the so millions please, of people please, that are listening to this. So show. please read um, Escaping from West Papua, yeah. the book, which yeah. is, uh, you could go to West Papua and, uh, right. woman office in Dockland to get one yeah, from but, there. But I've got yes. you here. I don't want to read the book. <laughs> I've read the book. They don't want to read the book. They want to hear from you. Yeah, you're, sure. You're real. That's just words on paper. Um, were you seasick? I was. Right. So here you were. No Demon. food. No water, no, vomiting all five, over the place. Five days and five days. Five days we were on the sea. And, and was it was the sea rough? At night, yes. Oh, it was yeah. insane. Did it rain? Oh, storm basically. It's massive and mm-hmm. I was so scared because I never seen any, um, you know, the wave that big. Mm-hmm. It's about I don't know, two hundred meters, maybe hundred fifty meters high, and the mm-hmm. boat just at the bottom like that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. You would just see, you know, you're going to die anyway. The water is already in the top, mm. so you have mm. no hopes. And it was something mm. of just miracles. Did you, did you, this is a serious question. Did you start praying? Yeah, we did pray. Yeah. What, well, as a group we or? Pray, everybody, everybody. Everybody is a group. We pray, we're singing, we worship. And right. Okay. Five um, days? You, what happens after five days? We you're here, you obviously survive. What happens? We survive. We saw um, a bit of um, seagrass. Uh-huh. And then we saw um, some birds. Some boats. Birds. Birds, yes, yeah. yes. Um, you know, pigeon. Yep, yep. Um, they were flying across, so we just thought, well, it must be close to the land. So mm-hmm. we follow, and we saw a dot, mm-hmm. almost like a dot. We thought it was an island, so we keep following, 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 and it's getting bigger, 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 bigger. Mm-hmm. And there it was. It was Kepiok. But you didn't know it was Cape York, did you? No, we did not. Could have been Malaysia. Oh, could have been could have Indonesia. Been New Guinea. Yes. Could have been Indonesia. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, so, how did they get the sh- the uh, traditional canoe onto the land? 
Did people jump off and put the older men and pull it onto the onto the beach? Um, yes. All right. So you got out. What did? You, what's the first thing you noticed when you got out of the canoe? I was dizzy. You were dizzy. Yeah, my head was spinning. Right. And I just thought for a sec. I haven't drank any alcohol or uh-huh. nothing, but right. my head's just about to meet to the sand and just. Fall into the sand. Yeah. Well, you've had a rough five days with minimal food and water. Then, well, what did you see? What did you see once you s- the dizziness and the s- stuff? Um, I think I just saw like this sand along, like along the beach, like just right. yeah, sand, and then there was a river. Uh huh. I remember. Um, it was nothing. It's nothing. You can't tell really where you were. You don't know where you were really. Right. So either you're in Papua or Papua. You know, in Papua New Guinea, right. or never know. So, 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 when did you realise where you were? Um, we have to cross this river. Right. We saw like something a post just it's, on the other side of the river. You saw a post on the other side of the river. Yeah, and uh-huh. guess what? That river has a crocodile on it, and we That's had no right. idea. Nobody could read English, yeah. and. <laughs> After so what, the sign outside the river was a crocodile? Yeah, it's it? like, be aware of crocodile. And we don't be know aware of We swim across that. We swim across that. You don't know how funny this is. Here you are, the young man from the highlands, with running in the river, swimming. Yeah. He turns up on this deserted land mass. You cross the river and there's a bloody crocodile. Crocodile on it. And, and we have no idea. Right. After we cross it, and we saw the sign and uh-huh. the post. It's emu and <laughs> oh, I saw an emu. Uh, emu, no, it, the sign. It said this is Australia. It said emu and um, kangaroo, kangaroo sign on it, and we just knew it was Australia. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so how, lo- how long did you wander around in 2005 before our brave border force people turned up, customs and immigration in those days? Next day. I oh, say so you, what you're on our you're on Australian soil for over a day, and nobody knew you were there. Yeah. Until next day, uh-huh. and we have these um, reporters come in. And reporters? Come in yeah. And, you know, you have the border security yeah, people come yeah, in with yeah. cars. Um, yeah. It would been there for, like, yeah. It's a bad day. yeah you surprisingly, nobody, like, detected. You realize that if you did this now, you would have just been automatically deported without anybody knowing. Yes, yes. That's, that's the difference. I think was that the dying days of the um, Gillard government or the uh, Howard Howard government? Mm. Yeah, because it was a diplomatic incident because they wanted you back, didn't they, in Indonesia? It did. It was a big case. Yeah. While we were in Christmas Island, I think it was right. pull, you know, back and forth. Right. Yeah. So you were taken from there to Christmas Island. Yes. And how long did you spend on Christmas Island? Three months. Three months, and then we got uh, PR. What's PR? Permanent residence? No, protection visa. Protection visa, right. Um, they gave us a status as a refugee. Right. And then we have PR. Well, that was very nice of them, wasn't it? You know, I mean, you are running for your life at 15. You don't get on a bloody traditional canoe, canoe and go through the ocean at 15 unless you, you know, you're running away from something. All right, so so where did you end up? Um, We end up in Christmas Island. No, no, but after Christmas Island. Oh, Melbourne, of course, obviously. Oh, you you came to Melbourne directly? directly. Why why to Melbourne? Um, I think (laughs) I was pretty young then. Um, It was basically our leader's decision. Right. Um, I think... So you had freedom of movement? Yes. And also 
Jacob's base in Melbourne as well. So it was really wise for us to come to Melbourne where, mm-hmm. where so the leaders is. So how many of you came to Melbourne? Most of the people? Everybody. Everybody came to Melbourne. Yes. Right. And what's that? 2005? 2006. Six. And what, what, what happened to you personally once you came to Melbourne? Um, where, you, where did you live? Was it a hostel or? Are we, when we arrived, I think for two weeks we stayed in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, in, um, Parkville. Yep. And there's a called Five Hotel. We mm-hmm. stayed there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then after two weeks, we divided into the smaller group. Mm-hmm. So they put us into the houses. So Around the place. So where, what suburb did you end up in? I ended up in Preston. Preston. I remember. Yeah. That's not too bad. Did all right. Could have been worse. You could oh, have, yeah. They could have put you in Yarraville. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I would get lost instantly. No, no. Preston, that's okay. So... When did you restart your schooling? That year or the next year? Next year. Right. 2007. Uh, what was your English like when you came here? Terrible. Did you have any? None. None at all. Right. So what did you, what did you think when you got to Preston and you found yourself in, the, in this huge city? You know, you've come from a, almost a traditional background. What did you think? That was amazing. <laughs> I just look at it and I just... So amazed with what I look ar- around, like building and mm-hmm. and the peoples, and we. Mm-hmm. I just realized that we, you know, in Papua, we only see white peoples on telly, right? Yes. And then seeing them so close, I just like, oh wow! Yeah, they all look the same, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a many, 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 many Australian, and we only hear like Australia hear all the kangaroos and everything, but no now you get to see Preston, face no. to face, yeah. There are greens bars, kangaroos. Kangaroos, not that many in Preston. What did you think when you saw your first tram? Oh. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I stopped for a second. I thought, what? What the hell is train is doing in the middle of the road? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was like, why is that? You know, why is having a train in the middle of the road? Don't right. they have a train? They yeah. look alike, so yeah. I think yeah. that's how good. Yeah. Well, I it is it very really. Melbourne being a tram. So where did you go to high school? Um, I went to Ivanhoe Grammar. Mm-hmm. How did you get into Ivanhoe Grammar? Just a special... Because uh, you would, obviously wouldn't be paying fees. No. No. So uh, what happened was um, when I arrived here, we need to be fostered by... Fostered uh, out, yeah. Yeah, fostered out. So we have... Um, a family from Ivanhoe, John mm-hmm. and Francis Walton, mm-hmm. they um, kind enough to offer a house for us. Mm-hmm. They have a kid uh, went to Ivanhoe Grammar, mm-hmm. so they still have that connection um, with school. So they went to school and asked if they could actually give um, some, you know, scholarship, scholarship to kids. So they say like, what scholarship available? And they say it was soccer. So mm-hmm. we end up, um, I end up going play soccer. Soccer in Ivanhoe Grammar. Yeah. And you did a bit of learning too. Yes. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, before that I went to English language school just in a corner down here. Oh, um, right, right, right. It's, yeah, they call it English uh, language school. Yes. It's just down here. Just down here. And, and That's where I learned my English. Just in case you don't know where 3CR is, Smith Street, Collingwood, okay? Yes. Top end of Smith Street near Victoria Parade, number so, 21. Now, how long were you at Ivanhoe Grammar? Um, I started 2007 mm-hmm. and finished 2010. So. so, and how long did you play soccer for? Um, yeah, whole school years. During the school years. During the school year. Right. So you played, so what position did you play? 
Um, I play at the back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so play defender. Defender. You any good? <laughs> never know. You never know. <laughs> well, I just play for fun, so... Oh, you play for fun, although you're on a, scholar, uh, a, a soccer scholarship. Oh, it, it is tough. Um, I think uh, yeah. it's pretty. I think uh, other kids from different school they're pretty competitive as well. So yeah. you play, but sometimes can be rough. You got elbow right. or you yeah. got call name and stuff um, right. at school, which is hard as well. You know, sure. being being a dark skinned boy and yeah. they just call your name and stuff because uh-huh. they're jealous because your skills or you're good at something and they just uh-huh. don't know how to you know put you down mentally so they just call a name to make you feel well, bad that, that must have been uh, that must have been hurtful the fact that you've come here looking for asylum and people are just basically slagging off at you calling your names as a young man that wouldn't have been very pleasant would it yeah it does but yeah. you know we just have to smile and just move on you can't really do much to say it's okay no that's right there's not much not when you're much a very, you very small minority so when you graduated from Ivanhoe Grammar, what did you do next? Um, when I graduated from Ivanhoe, um, I applied to go to university, mm-hmm. which is at Latrobe. Yep. Um, that's where I did my bachelor degree. Bachelor in what? Um, arts. Arts. So majoring yeah. anthropology and linguistic. I like that, anthropology and linguistic. You didn't do, you didn't think about doing a master's on the Dani language? Um, in the future. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> No perfect way. fit. Oh, that's perfect fit. And no way. I, know, I know a Bachelor of Arts is a Bachelor of Arts, but did that lead into any type of work? Or? Uh, it's not so much. I don't think we'll get your work from that. I think you need to work on, um, mm. on Masters just to get to something, you know, specifically, yes, uh, specialise into something to get yeah. a job. So yeah. um, I have started doing uh, my linguistic course right, right. what is what does that what does that mean doing a linguistic uh, course it's called masters of linguistic mm-hmm. so basically you learn about specific language right. and give you i think open a door for you to do phd later on right as you were saying so you, so you see yourself as an academic there oh yeah kind of kind of that's not yet i assume Getting nobody it. else in your family is an academic no no <laughs> probably right. first one yeah, so how many languages do you now speak uh, about three and a half. Three and a half. What's the half? Spanish. Sp- Span- when did you take up Spanish? Um, at uni. Why? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to do something, you know, extra. So I did right. that extra subject. Okay. Now, you said you went back to West Papua. Is that correct? Yes, I did. How long ago was that? Um, I was towards the end of uh, I think Christmas 2016. Mm. Did you feel frightened about going back or were you given... A visa quite easily. I was afraid. <laughs> I just have to be really, really careful. You never well, know. Well, you've been kidnapped once. You've, you've escaped as a refugee. Yeah. Right. I just think I just have to keep it in mind. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I was scared going back, but I think there's a something that inside me telling you know I have to go and see my family. Right. So forget about the fear. Mm-hmm. Worst to worst, you have Australian passport. So you had Australian if, citizenship by then. Yes. So obviously, if they if they arrested you, that we, you would hope that we would do something to bring you back. To Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So it must have been a quite a emotional reunion with your parents. Oh, it does. Does. Um, and your brothers. My brothers. Yeah. I think for about I think all day, my brothers didn't say anything. Just pretty quiet. 
when they I said first nothing. Came. Because they don't know what to say, that's all. Alright. We're just sitting around and staring mm. at each other, mm-hmm. uh, chewing a betel nut, mm. and drinking you know, yeah, tea, yeah. and right. that's it for, I think, for a whole day. Right. And then the next day, they start opening it up and say, asking questions and talking. Mm. Um, it's just, I don't know what to say, but they don't know where to start, you know, the conversation. Mm. Did um, you have any nieces and nephews when you went back? Yes. How many nieces and nephews? A lot. A lot? What's a lot? <laughs> Ten? No, I can't count it. Too many. Too many? Your brothers? Uh, no, not from uh, family, uh, but from cousins. From cousins? Yeah. Right. Okay, all right. Okay, and did, was there a big party or...? Um, no, I just told my parents not to do anything about the party. Right. Just you don't want to draw attention, throw attention to, to yeah. Yeah. So, mum just like, oh, just going to have a pray and, you know, just tell them this is family. Mm-hmm. No party. I just tell my mum. So, right. I think they did listen to what I wished for mm-hmm. and they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's being back a bit different, I think. It just, I wasn't so as well, you know, how, like, to approach my brothers and mm-hmm. my mums and, where should I start? You know, in a sort of conversation, like what's what sort of things that we want to talk about? What sort of things that I miss the most? And mm. what's the best line that I have to start? And I start like you know, mm. evaluating it into my head. And mm. I was like, well, I miss my family for this long, and mm. I don't want to, you know, step in their toe and no. with them because I've just been outside, and I don't want to be that right. person. Had, had things changed in your village and town? In the ten years you'd been away, yes. How? Um, I think building is improving. Mm. Um, they're expanding it, and I think more we're getting more migrants from Indonesia now in Wamena, mm-hmm. that's the town that I grew up. So you don't see many more Papuans in Wamena. It's mostly Indonesian. Right. Um, it's really hard to believe. Just after mm. ten years, you just yeah. So you're going to the town, it's not your town anymore? It's not really yours, but I don't know how to put it, but you, you're you there, mm. you're present there, but mm. everything's run by the Indonesian right. shop. You're lucky if you see one with Papua running a shop or being a shop owner running in Papua. Mm. And how about people living in, in, the, in the town? Same, same thing. Same. Nothing. Mm. And what's the military presence like now? Is it less, more? We're getting more now. More military. So we have more military posts going up along, you know, the mm. um, district. Especially. So, so what, what's a military post? Military post is basically, um, you know, people, not you know, but people would go, if you're a tourist, you have to go and check, you know, give you paper mm-hmm. and ask them permission. It's like, are we coming through here? And my name is this. Mm-hmm. You're like reporting yourself. And, didn't go to the next and so what? People be living there. Uh, Indonesian troops will be living in those military parts. Yeah, I think they have a rotation. Rotation um, every mm. weeks or months. I have no idea, but they do. Uh, did you come across West Papuans or in the in the Indonesian military? Oh, there are there mm. are West Papuan mm. um, in the military. Mm. Um, for an example that I could think of is that when we about to go and visit this place. Um, I think Memorial, Makata Memorial mm-hmm. in Asantani. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went up there. So you have to go through this small post. Right. Um, you have to check in, but 
if it Indonesia, I think Indonesian person they would just copy your passport and keep it. Mm. But he was a Papuan, so he just like, oh yeah, that's okay. You just go faster. Mm. Don't worry about that passport. And mm. I think they're more more understandable. I think mm. they're Papuans. Yeah, but. So, so Depends saying, on the situation. So all you, what you're saying is through West Papua, there are checkpoint after checkpoint after checkpoint. Yeah. With military personnel in yes. those checkpoints, and then yes. 24 hours a day, yeah. those military personnel. So every car or every motorbike pass through, you have to stop and mm. Mm. check out the cars. And so there's no. F- Do you think anything has changed since the end of the dictatorship, apart from more uh, transmigration and more Indonesians coming to West Papua? I think. Less room for West Papua to move now. Mm. That's what I realize. Um, it's Papuans, they felt like they're living in that cage, so they can't really do much because mm. everything, it's like you're uh, a bird, you're sitting there. Yep. You, they only give you food when you're time to feed you. Yes. That's how it is. So you're basically in the same situation as the Palestinians are in many regards. Because they feel, well, Gaza is a prison and the west, the rest of West Papua is basically broken up with military check, not West Papua, um, the West Bank military checkpoints and all that stuff. Yep. So it's the same. Almost, yeah, similar mm. thing. Mm. One thing I could think of is that I think um, they try to, you know, break, separate people. Yes. At the same time now they try to expanding the state. Mm-hmm. So divide into the smaller part of Papua, and mm. that's one thing I'm fearing that they try to break it, and yeah, right. so then there's no unity, and so no hope for Papua to get self determination. That's or something that yeah, oh, independence. Okay. That's what I'm fearing. Mm-hmm. So are, are you feeling um, less hopeful of independence now than you were when you left? <coughs> Oh, it's been dragging too long, I think. Mm. And but I don't lose hope. You don't lose hope. No. No. All right. Um, so, what are your plans for the future, Lucius? My plans are, I think, um, continue doing activisms, mm. um, helping the leaders here, um, with you know talking about West Papua and spreading mm. words about uh, mm. what's happening back home, mm. um, and. Thing finishing my uni. That's yep. one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm looking towards. It's difficult. It's challenging, but I really wanted to finish. And mm. the only way is that to go through that in a hard pace than right. getting your paper done. So uh, are you now living independently? Yes. And how long you've been doing that for? Um, I think since I finished high school. Right. How hard is that? The beginning was difficult. Mm. Thing, having, like learning to, you know, cook for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's probably the challenging. Um, but as time passes or times goes along, you learn new things. Mm-hmm. You add into it, mm-hmm. and also I think good things is that you have more time of you know, right. control your own time so you could mm-hmm. come home anytime you want it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans for the future? I'm sure every young man has plans. <laughs> Meet a partner, have children, all those things? Maybe, yeah, all of those uh. things along the line, but I think my plan is that, um, yeah, to finish uni and get a job. Fair enough. 
and then have kids and married maybe it's later that mm. last things in my list that well, I think well, <laughs> finishing education well, is the most well, important well we've now incorporated you into Australian society yes. yes that's everything that all young people hope for find a partner get a job pay the bills congratulations you're one of us thank you <laughs> <laughs> look it's been a pleasure talking to you uh, time's gone very quickly. Uh, look, I'd, I'd like to welcome you to this country. I think you'll make a wonderful addition. And all the West Papuans that came in the traditional canoe, I think there were 46 or 47, they've all made a mark and they've all been uh, shown to be excellent citizens. And that's, uh, that's the purpose. Refugees make brilliant citizens because they can't go back. So they've got to make the best of their lives. So I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you. And I wish the West Papuan uh, community in Victoria and Australia all the best and I wish you all the best in your struggle for a uh, just struggle for independence for West Papua. Alright. Thank you very much Dale. <laughs> You heard the call, you left me on my 